D Smith, welcome in. It is the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. It is also brought to you by Sport Clips, where it is good to be a guy. Darren, I am uh, sitting in my home office. Where are you recording from tonight? Jordan, I am sitting in the same exact seat where I have spent pretty much the last 10 months. I am sitting at my kitchen table. I am cross-legged. I am wearing a pair of Adidas pants and I have done multiple radio broadcasts. And now I get to talk about something that I want to talk about today. I get to be here on the unnamed soccer podcast. You mentioned three punk ales in Chula Vista before I forget, because I will forget. I'd like to point out that our friends at three punk ales in Chula Vista, given the current circumstances here in the state of California, they are delivering. So hit up our guy. Steve, and they will deliver. That's where we're at here in the state of California and in San Diego County. So if you do want to support a great, great local brewery, Three Punk Ales, they will even deliver to you given the circumstances that their tasting room is closed. How about that? Um, how about that, Darren? I've recently seen some Three Punk Ales merch, some T-shirts. Our good friend, Nate Abarea. Um, recently sent me some pictures of a new shirt that he received that he purchased and it looks amazing. And I, right before the podcast started, actually slid into their DMS, Darren, I slid into those DMS and I started my beer order cause I want three punk ales. So that's what I did right before the podcast today. Wow. Now see, this is amazing. See, now I'm learning something about three punk ales and Chula Vista because I knew they delivered Jordan. I didn't realize that they would deliver to Arizona. <laughs> I'm by it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'll be here I'm all right. I'm glad you say it because if I actually dive deeper into those DMS <laughs> that I have recently slid into one of our most recent messages is a joke, probably not a joke though that they don't deliver all the way to Santee. So, I mean, it's well-deserved. I get it. Chula Vista, Santee, not exactly the same thing. I get it. Um, so <laughs> well, I'm at hoping... least you can arrange, right? Can you, can you meet for like a drop-off point? Maybe you can put baby Luca in the car, in the Jeep. You can take a ride. That's what I'm and saying. Can... Yeah. Yeah, I want to go down to the tasting room. I want to pick up my beer, and I want to pick up a few uh, T-shirts. That's what I want to do. So, I don't know I if that's that. an option. I don't know what's allowed. Um, but if I can't do that, I guess delivery has to be on the table. So suck it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, speaking of Nate Abarea, our mate, Nate, does everybody, did, did you guys who listen to this podcast and actually listen all the way through, I get the sense a lot of people sort of listen and like after 10, 15 minutes, it's like, oh, okay. You know, short attention span. Does everybody realize yeah. that that was Nate who made a cameo appearance, uh, as Jose Mourinho a couple of weeks back when we recorded our podcast, from the SD loyal team store in mission Valley. Did, did people pick up on that, that that was actually Nate? I received a couple text messages about that. Oh, actually good. people, people picked up on that. They said, yo, Nate is back. Nate, Nate is back. back on the podcast. So he that's what back. I got. I got at least a few people. I mean, I can't talk for, I can't speak for everyone here, Darren, but I at least had a few messages come my way. Good. But yeah, Good. The he was rocking some very cool three punk ales gear. I was very jealous. I love that. See, our local soccer community is just better off with Nate in it. So uh, happy to have him back on the podcast, even as he was playing the role of Jose Moreno. For me, for me, for me. So for me. It's just a, 
it's better when, when Nate's involved in this podcast. So all good there. Love it. Love three punk ales. Love SD loyal Jordan. I know we're going to spend some time talking a little bit about some, some recently announced signings, some familiar names returning. If you don't mind, and uh, I, I know you don't, I would just like to say this about our friends at San Diego loyal for those that can't be bothered listening to radio anymore on the AM band or in HD or in any other capacity. Uh, the last couple of days, uh, for those that don't know, I do a couple of different radio shows and it's part of the iHeart family here in San Diego, eight iHeart stations. And for two days we did uh, iHeart radio, Rady Children's Hospital Giveathon. Now everybody should care about this because everybody should care about Rady Children's Hospital. And Rady Children's Hospital is a partner of SD Loyal. They have the Rady Children's logo on their right sleeve. We have been around SD Loyal. And truth be told, even when we were being tested for COVID over the summer, we would go to Rady Children's Hospital since we were part of the pool, part of the testing pool. They are outstanding. They do amazing work. And some of the stories that we heard over the last couple of days have been outstanding. We're recording on a Thursday night. But I want to say this. Because um, Warren and Andrew and Landon and Pete and everybody there, uh, all the decision makers, all the guys who are the head honchos at SD Loyal, you know, I had contacted them and said something along the lines of, of you know, we're doing this great give-a-thon where we're trying to raise money for Rady Children's Hospital. And Pete responded. He just goes, what can we do to help? That simple. Didn't say, well, yeah, you know, hey, like, let us know. What can we do to help? And here's what they did to help. For an hour on the radio, they donated money and they matched all donations. So they doubled donations for an hour, you know, upwards of $5,000 from SD Loyal. So you talk about them. We'll talk about players and signings and I'm getting really excited for the 2021 season. I know you are as well, but, uh, and I'll shut up. I just want to say, Thank you, uh, Pete and Warren and Andrew Vasiliadis and everybody here, because I mean, that's at a time now where, you know, we just went through this pandemic, who knows you know, how different the, you know, the, the ledger looks at the end of it compared to what they projected with, without fans, et cetera. They open a team store, they're involved, they're, they're here for the community help raising money again, very generous of those guys to just be involved. And I just, I, I can't thank them enough for what it is that they did. It was really, I, I know how great these people are. You know how great these people are. And today, a lot of other people found out how great these people are with SD Loyal for their incredible generosity in ponying up thousands and thousands of dollars to be a part of our giveathon, so thank you uh, to all of those guys for doing it. I can't thank them enough. Yeah, um, San Diego Loyal continue to make an impact in the community. There's no question about that. They make an impact not just in the community, but they they feel like they're making an impact across the game worldwide. Um, so they've they've kind of they've talked about being more than just the team on the field, and they continue to make their impact grow and grow. Um, so kudos to them, Darren. And then also kudos to iHeart. It sounds like you guys have raised uh, quite a bit of money for Brady. So good, uh, good on everyone involved. I know that is a big thing. So congrats to everyone involved, including San Diego Loyal, who, like I said, continue to make impact is an impact in multiple, multiple ways. 
Yeah, you know, you talk about how they made an impact over the world, Jordan. And, you know, I think one of the bigger stories, and, you know, we're going to talk about local signings and Champions League and what's happening in the MLS Cup headed into this weekend. But, you know, we saw some of those images in Champions League from this week with uh, Paris Saint-Germain and Istanbul and Dembaba, who we've spoken to, who's been a guest on this podcast, obviously being involved with 1904. How, how about that during the week, seeing something similar happen where you know, Istanbul and PSG end up walking off the field? Similar, right? Like very, very reminiscent. Circumstances a little bit different. But how about that scene in Champions League, you know, that we have ownership here for two lower division soccer clubs involved in what happened and, and people standing up to racism and bigotry in any sort of form. Wow. That was something else to see earlier this week, wasn't it? Um, absolutely. And to be honest there, and I was wondering when it was going to happen, um, unfortunately, but I was also wondering when here, here's one of the differences for me. Um, Cause clearly there are differences here between the two, but the fact that both teams walked off the field was like, it seemed to me like the next step in mm-hmm. the, uh, in the process. Right. Because in San Diego, the last time we were at Torero stadium, it was, it was one team walking off and the other team staying in position, wanting to continue to play. Um, not exactly at all agreeing with what SD was doing. Um, one of the biggest differences for me that I felt, um, that impacted me most was that it was both teams coming together and walking off together. I thought that was, I thought that was impactful to go back to that word. Um, it seemed like, a yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. Um, it, it's impossible not to think about San Diego loyal when you saw that moment. Yeah. Especially you and I haven't been there and remembering what it felt like, even in the absence of fans, how powerful something like that was. It was powerful. If you were watching on television, that night at the end of September when SD Loyal walks off facing Phoenix rising and kicking their asses up three goals to one. And it was powerful to watch this match happening in Paris with you know, Demba Ba. And it takes a little while to figure out exactly what's happening. And I'm sure that gave me a little bit of perspective because you know, we knew what was happening inside of Torero stadium that night. I'm sure other people had to play a little bit of catch up, but you know, here it goes. And maybe it's coincidental. I don't know. Who knows that we have Demba Ba, Ownership, 1904 Football Club, and Landon Donovan, part of ownership, although mostly recognized as a great former player and the manager of SD Loyal. I know we don't spend a ton of time talking about 1904 on this podcast, and it's not just because we're involved with SD Loyal. It's probably you know a little bit of a deficiency for us. I mean, at least you know how I see it. But you know, from that standpoint, I, I think that you know both clubs here over the last couple of months, Jordan, have given us something to be proud of. I know that this wasn't a 1904 moment; this was a Champions League moment where the stage is a little bit bigger and the spotlight, spotlight a little bit brighter. But you know, in terms of of things to be proud of for what your clubs stand for and what your clubs represent, you know, here in San Diego, I'm, I mean, you know, it feels pretty good to have both of these clubs and, and you, know, you can feel good supporting both of these clubs. So, yeah, like I said, I don't know. Coincidence, not a coincidence. I, I have no idea. Uh, I mean, Demba Ba has a history of, of standing up to racism and certainly he walks in totally different shoes than you and I do, but what a, that was just really a, a 
quite a powerful moment there to have a match suspended and then resume the next day, man. I mean, that's just, that's not stuff that we see very often. Uh, no, it is not. Um, absolutely not. And obviously Colin Martin was a big part of the story with San Diego loyal, the, the main subject. And he is one of the players that we found out this week, Darren, that will be returning to San Diego next season. We're slowly getting these announcements and I'm excited with each day that we, I feel like we're learning something new. Um, but day number one, once we finally got some news this week with San Diego loyal, we, we found out, um, the returning core, uh, a lot of players that we did see last season who will be coming back including Colin Martin. Uh, there's a lot to like with the players that are coming back. I love it. And here they are, uh, Charlie Adams, Jack Metcalf. Um, you mentioned Elijah Martin, uh, obviously Colin Martin, Grant mm-hmm. Stoneman. Thank you. Thank you, Grant Stoneman. I love that. Yes. Respectfully towards everybody else. All these announcements made in some part by Sal Zizo. So Zizo is back as well. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do I have them all? I think so, right? They announced six returning players. I have I would... seven, Darren. I have oh. seven. Who, oh. who are we missing? Did you not name Toomey? Did you say Toomey? I did not. Oh, my goodness. Oh, don't forget Toomey. Seven players returning. Charlie Adams, Colin Martin, Elijah Martin, Jack Metcalf, Toomey, Moshe Bonney. Grant Stoneman and Sal Zizo, who uh, I believe his quote was, no big deal. I'm just excited to be back. I didn't want to forget him. Um, in the video, Sal says, ain't done yet. And I love that line. I thought that was really good. I guess we could have figured out Charlie Adams since Charlie Adams has basically become a model for SD loyal <laughs> gear and the new store, all the new Tory green gear that is out just in time for the holidays. Check out the SD Loyal Team Store in Mission Valley. But seriously, I, I guess we could have figured out that Charlie really wasn't going anywhere since he mm-hmm. literally is modeling all of the new gear with that long hair and that terrific-looking beard. Uh, I wasn't sure. I really wasn't so sure about some of these other guys. You know, I thought maybe Grant Stolman might find himself uh, with opportunities. Who knows? Maybe even at a higher level. But I would tell you, Jordan, you're giving me those seven names. I've, I feel pretty good. You know, I, I feel pretty good about this nucleus, this core of players. And we could talk about you know, adding in and a new name that was announced on Thursday. Super exciting. Another new name that was reported by Jeff Reuter of The Athletic, which we can talk about. But like seeing and you and I getting a chance to see these guys and see how important Jack Metcalf was and seeing how important Elijah was and seeing how important Colin was. Like, let's go, baby. Fuck it, man. Let's let's go. I I like this as a starting point here, especially knowing today what we didn't know a year ago when we just heard some of these names. Right. Um, yeah, that is a that is a very big difference this year. Now we we have history with these players. We know exactly what to think of with all of them. Um, I guess my question would be anyone is there any name that stands out that you didn't see i guess i mean i I don't know if it's a guarantee that just because the name wasn't included now um for players that were on the team in 2020 doesn't necessarily mean they can't be a part of 2021 i think guys um all have very different contract statuses like just because i don't see john kempen's name i don't necessarily think sd loyal don't have a chance of landing kempen next season um I guess, is there anyone that you were expecting to see and you didn't see? I mean, I, I, I think Irvin Parra is one of those guys that it was notable to me that you don't see Irvin Parra. Um, but the, the, 
the core is the core is really nice. I like the seven players. Yeah, coming uh, back. there there is one name actually. There's one name that I'm kind of curious about, and I don't have any answers for anybody on this podcast at the moment. You know, I I think with you and I being around, and not to sound like hey everybody we know it all, but it, we sort of got the sense like Irvin Parra, maybe not a hundred percent door closed, but we sort of got the sense that. Yeah, this is probably going to be a one-year thing. Uh, Eric Avila, who's a San Diegan, um, you sort of got the sense, you know, that that as the season went on, you know, maybe this was going to be a one-year thing for them as well. I'll give you a couple of names that that you know I think I was hoping to see or that I'm very curious about. One would be Joe Greenspan. Mm. Now. I don't know. They don't tell us the contract information, but I was under the impression that Joe Greenspan had a two-year contract with SD Loyal. So to not see him automatically included as one of the names, uh, I I don't have an update. I'm I like more information, um, but that one stood out to me, and I think That's that a good the, one. Yeah, I mean, if he absolutely. does have a two-year contract, that would be a rarity in USL. Yeah. Not many players get a two-year deal. Most players are playing on a one-year. Correct, and you know, and you would understand that certainly at the USL level, second division soccer, right? So you know, that's right. one that I sort of said, "Huh, where's Joe Greenspan here?" And and listen, this isn't a final list. This doesn't mean that these are the only players who played in 2020 that are returning. We did at least check on that with the club to say. Does this mean that the door is closed for everybody else who was part of the inaugural season of Team One? And we were told no, not necessarily. So there's still work to be done. Jordan, to your point, John Kempen, you can't make a decision like that or an announcement like that because that has to come from the Columbus crew because he was on loan. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, that was that was one name. And then there was one other now. Who was it? Uh, one other name that just popped into my mind uh, aside from Joe Greenspan. Um, I mean, as it stands now, there's not a keeper on the roster. So, you know, that's, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I think Joe Greenspan, the big one for me. How about you? Uh, I like, like you said, I wasn't expecting Irvin Parra to come back. I think he was going to get one year in San Diego and unfortunately injuries were a part of his story in that one year. Um, I think everyone, including Irvin and the coaching staff and fans, everyone wanted uh, a little bit more this year out of urban part, but unfortunately because of injuries, he just wasn't available. Um, which, what can you do? So I guess I wasn't too surprised there. Greenspan, I think is a great, great call there. Um, we'll see injuries were also a part of his story. Um, yep. so, so we will see uh, like guys like Rubio Rubin, who we talked to last episode on the podcast with, if, by the way, if you missed that episode, you need to go back and listen to it. Rubio was amazing. Um, like you're, you're not going to find out his news yet, but is that door closed? No, he told us it's not closed. Alejandro Guido, is that door closed? I don't think so. Um, is he good enough to play beyond USL? Absolutely. He is. Do I want him to, I mean, I want him to do what's best for his career, but selfishly, I want him playing at San Diego loyal, you know? <laughs> so we gotta, we gotta kind of wait and see with guys like Miguel Barry, Francis Atuahene. I guess that's a name that was not included. Um, Carlos Alvarez, that was a name that was not included. Right. I don't, I don't believe I saw his name there. So those are a few names that are at least jumped to my mind of, okay, well, that's not a, it's not, it doesn't mean the door is closed, but it is notable. Yeah. I'll give you another one here. I I drew a blank when I was rambling on talking about Greenspan. I'll give you another one who I guess I, you know, not for any reason that I would have picked up on from the club, just something and somebody who you and I, 
favored for a period of time, and that would be Ashley Nazira, our favorite mm-hmm. Mauritian, right? We thought, wow, imagine this, the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. We're going to go on a road trip. We're going to go to Mauritius, right? Like we were doing podcasts from Mauritius. We're like, yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. We're going to take our whole families over there. Um, and, and I thought really what the story was with him is that he's such a young player that, you know, over a 34 game regular season, and then you sprinkle in us open cup, you know, that he would have been given opportunities to grow perhaps into a role, but then, you know, pandemic and 16 matches and that's all you got, you know, Hey, we're trying to make the postseason here. I'm sorry. Like, you know, our, our, you know, our terms have changed a little bit. So I guess privately, I, I was hoping that Ashley Nazira would be involved. And I'm not saying he's not, I'm not saying, you know, again, this isn't a final list of returning players, these seven players who we just mentioned, but I guess somewhere Jordan for, for me and for us, for this podcast, I was hoping that Ashley Nazira. Yeah. I did a lot of work researching what Mauritius, where Mauritius is. You know? <laughs> so selfishly, I wanted that. I wanted all that research to pay off and, you know, to be doing shows that were broadcast in Mauritius, but who knows? It seems to be up in the air at this point. Yeah. Uh, and now it does come to my mind that Francis Atuahene, he's technically on loan from FC Dallas, isn't he? So I guess he would fall in the right. category of wait and see. So I guess I shouldn't just throw Atuahene into that same category as other guys. Um, Bev, Beverly, he, uh, he's one of the names that I did not see included. Ben Spencer, another name I didn't see included. He's not on loan. Um, but again, like I said, door is not closed. So we will see uh, big name, big news, actually. And a big name a little bit earlier today. We're recording on a Thursday. evening. Uh, Darren, we have a scorer on this team. <laughs> we have got a guy who knows how to score. <laughs> and that for those that followed along in season number one, wasn't always the case. Welcome to San Diego team. Number two. Corey Herzog announced officially Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Jordan, this is a name, believe it or not. It actually makes us sound smart because we talked about Corey Herzog a couple of weeks ago when we were lamenting the fact that Reno 1868 had folded, had gone under. And we said, gosh, this is a shame because this is a serious club. This isn't one of these clown clubs. They took things seriously here. They made the league look better and it felt very much like a loss. And then I think after a couple of minutes of eulogizing Reno 1868, you and I then quickly transitioned into, well, who was on that roster? (laughs) That could help us be loyal. And, you know, we buzzered into that one, but still, this was the guy that you and I talked about. Like how great would Corey Herzog look in Torrey green? And then today they announced that in fact, the third all time leading scorer, in USL history, third all time, and certainly within striking distance of the top and could do it in a loyal shirt. It's crazy to think about it, but that this guy is a perfect, perfect fit for what loyal needs heading into season number two. Um, Absolutely. The podcast is absolutely also went into vulture mode when we talked about uh, Reno. Corey's not going to be the only one that gets vultured from Reno. Ian Russell, the head coach also going to, have his share he'll have his options i don't think has he officially joined a team yet i don't believe he has i if he has i missed it and i'm sorry but he's definitely going to get a job somewhere 
Um, uh, but from I don't a know, player maybe, side, well, what if? Are you saying that if Landon takes that LA Galaxy job, that you no, 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 is that what you're saying? I'm not saying to I'm not saying to vulture him. I'm saying that <laughs> there's going to be multiple pieces from that team that is no longer that will be vultured. Um, from a coaching side, Ian Russell going to be one that will be vultured. From a player side, this is the guy to get. This is a guy that does not become available very often um, at this level. I think that's my big takeaway is like how often does a player like this kind of become, become free, become available. Um, so I, I love that they capitalized on this opportunity. Um, this is a guy that it, it makes sense in San Diego because we're only going into year two. But if you want to take it back a year, if you're starting a team from scratch at, in this league, like this is a guy you want on your team from the beginning. Without a doubt. I mean, Jordan, he just gives you a reliable presence as a striker. He's a guy who scored 67 times. He's a guy who's got MLS experience. He's 30, which in soccer years isn't the youngest, but even still, we got to see what he did last year. He's a guy who you write into the starting 11 every single match. Every single match, you just write the name Corey Herzog. You have to have a reason not to play him, right? Like every time he's in your starting 11. So from that standpoint, I, I can't think. And like you said, who knows? It's probably a long shot that we'll see Rubio Rubin back in a loyal shirt. And, you know, some of the other players, you know, him and Toomey and, and, you know, some of the link up plays. I will tell you, though, this makes everybody better because we saw how much better Colin Martin was. We saw how much better Jack Metcalf was. We saw how much better some of the players who we've already mentioned, how much better they were when Guido got here, when Barry got here, when Rubin got here, because they actually had somebody to pass the ball to with purpose who could reward them by putting the ball in the back of the net. And that's what Corey Herzog is, except instead of having to bring him in late into your second season, now you get him from day number one. I'm telling you, I mean, outside of, of those who are high up on the wish list, the guys like Rubio, I, I can't think of a, I personally am incapable and unqualified of thinking of a better player for San Diego Loyal than this guy. Yeah, this is a, this is a big one. It really is. And it won't be the final announcement that we get, maybe even perhaps this week, but this is a big one. Um, I don't know if it's going to get much bigger than this. If it does, like, that's amazing. But if it doesn't, like, I'm good. This is, this is a huge signing and it's obviously a need for San Diego loyal. And it's a player. I mean, I'm kind of picking up on the fact that Landon Landon was quoted at least with the league during this press release earlier when it was announced on the USL website, they had a, they had Landon quoted talking about like, this is a guy we've been looking at for a long time. I mean, I don't know what a long time is. You can only go back so far, but a long time to me probably means from the very beginning. And after mm. poking around a little bit there, and it seems to me like this is a guy they really wish was on the team in 2020. Um, but they finally get their guy for 2021. And the more you think about it, having a guy like this, if you had Herzog on your team in 2020, um, even with the finish that you have, um, you're in the playoffs. Like you're not going through that month of August where you're just desperate for a goal and yeah. you're not going through that with, with Corey Herzog on your team, most likely. Um, not, not that I can envision, not that I really see. So, um, he would have been a massive difference maker, I think from the beginning for San Diego loyal in 2020, but Hey, they get their guy in 2021. I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be big for the club next year. Absolutely. I love what he said today too. I'm extremely excited and thankful for this opportunity to join a fantastic club like San Diego. 
I can't wait to represent this club with everything I have on and off the field. I especially am excited to score goals in front of the fan base. Maybe a loyal leap after each Mm -hmm. one. That would be fun. Maybe a loyal leap after each one. That would be fun from Corey Herzog. How about that? Um, Yeah, let's, let's get it. Let's think about a loyal leap too. I can certainly think of certain areas around Torero stadium where we can make that happen. And I would tell you too, Jordan, and I think you would agree when you and I were doing match day live pre and post before each loyal match, I remember Reno 1868 coming in and like, almost all of my prep work for that match was about, wow, this dude, Corey Herzog, you know? So like, Mm -hmm. that's why that name really, really stood out to me is just because I had done a ton of work as you had on this guy, when we welcomed Reno and they came in here and they walked away with all three points. And you and I both said afterwards, we're like, that might be the best team that we've seen. You know, that might be, we thought it was going to be Phoenix. And I think by the end of the year, you and I thought Reno was the best team that we had seen and a lot of that had to do with Corey Herzog mm-hmm. yeah they were really good really well coached really good players um like we talked about a few episodes ago like of all the of all the clubs to go down in USL this is not a club that you want to go down the way that Reno did um there's a lot of quality with that club so San Diego loyal very lucky to have Corey Herzog um and uh, it's it's impossible also not to think about the fact that our motto one of our mottos in the postgame show is kind of score goals and win beer, give away beers to whoever's coming around for the post-match interview. More often than not, if you're scoring the winning goal, you're probably coming at desk for the post-match show, which means Corey Herzog likely to go home with a lot of beer next season. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, whatever it takes, man, whatever the motivation is, welcome to San Diego, Corey Herzog. And, you know, I loved it too, that you got to see guys like Jack Metcalf and Sal Zizo, Welcome him to town today. They were already bantering back and forth on social media, which was freaking awesome. So yeah, that's, that's just killer, man. I I really do. I, you know, I watched as much USL as, as possible last year. And anytime there was a Reno match, I was like, Oh, yep. This is, this is part of what I want to watch for to watch Herzog play and score. And he did that. And, you know, that he finds himself now, I think just what a goal, goal or two behind the record book is a little bit of a mess. You know, I had said he's the third all time leading scorer in USL history. I think that's still right, but he's like right behind number two. So, you know, here's a guy who knows the league. Here's a guy who's been successful in the league. Here's a guy who just every has good personality. Um, what he stands for seems to resonate now. And that's also another part of it too. You know what you're getting into. It's not just, you're not just expected to be a soccer player when you come to loyal more is expected of you when you're here in terms of, of who you are ethically and morally. And, you know, I think guys are well aware of that based on what we saw last season. So uh, it, it's, uh, and I'll give you another connection too, because you mentioned, uh, you know, there's a handful of connections there. We think that Charlie Adams would have played with him. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I got that wrong. Um, hmm. What am I? Uh, I know who it is. Okay, I got it. I'm sorry. I'm confusing a couple of different things here. Um, Ricardo Campos, right? Ricardo, who you and I know, who we love dearly, despite the fact that he's an Arsenal and a Real Madrid fan. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Ricardo was with Red Bulls, when Corey Herzog was drafted out of Penn state to red bulls. So I think I have that right. I'm pretty sure I have that right. I know it's many, many moons ago, but in terms of somebody who would have had actual experience with 
Corey Herzog, right? Am I confusing different players here? Because Corey no, Herzog was drafted. No, that sounds good. And now yeah, I'm he was drafted. Why Ricardo close the deal in 2020? But I'm glad we got him in 2021. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, I, I, I did his name. He's yeah, because he's involved. Like he was, he was given uh, an awful lot of credit for Rubio Rubin and and Landon Donovan said that on radio about how they got a player of that caliber. I don't know that Ricardo was or wasn't part of this, but. If he was great, if he just was asked for his opinion based on history, having been with Red Bulls at the time where Herzog is coming out of college, well, hey, then good on that too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I got a I got a scouting report on Corey. Uh, do you want it? I do. It comes from a, it comes from a pretty good source. Um, great pressing striker, very good movement off the ball, has a proven goal scoring record. Clearly, scores a shit ton of goals, so he's going to win a shit ton of beer from us. Um, also a big locker room guy and a big personality, a great personality. So um, it seems like he's going to fit on the field or he's going to fit off the field. And it sounds like he's excited to be in San Diego, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it, it's, we've, we've had the conversation before. There's no way that there was only one club interested in Corey Herzog. Um, there were many clubs that had to have been interested. The fact that he chooses San Diego loyal when he has the choice is a huge compliment to this club. Um, it's one thing for you and I to, to compliment the club and, and to talk about the, the impact that they've had. It's another thing when you see guys like Miguel Barry make the decision over multiple USL clubs where he's going to go, he chooses San Diego. Same thing with Corey Herzog. Um, yeah, so very good stuff. But that's a scouting report I got. Very good movement off the ball, great pressing striker, which, I mean, he scores goals, man, and he's going to be good off the field as well. So it should be a very exciting – it is a very exciting announcement for loyal supporters. And it sounds like depending on whatever this podcast posts, you know, there's, there's more, by the time you listen to this podcast, they might've announced uh, another couple of players coming in. There was a report from Jeff Reuter of the athletic. Now I'm going to give this a shot, Jordan. I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, Jeff Reuter of the athletic who covers the USL and MLS for the athletic Thomas Van K. Yaziel Van K. Yaziel. He is reporting, Jeff Reuter is, that Thomas Van Kayaziel, who was on the 2020 USL Team of the Year, that he also will be joining SD Loyal here at some point. So I don't know. Loyal has not confirmed that. But that, according to Jeff Reuter, San Diego Loyal has signed defender Thomas Van Kayaziel. The French Guyana International spent the last three years with the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Earning a place that's on the where USL. Joe Greenspan played. That is right. Earning a place on the USL team of the year in 2020 and second team in 2019. So uh, a second player reportedly, though not officially confirmed by Loyal. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, I would welcome him too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he's a 26 year old center back from, uh, from uh, Guyana. So there you go. All right. Well, stay tuned. Follow along on Twitter. Um, one player who did not choose San Diego loyal. I don't know if you saw this news, Darren, but I was curious um, if this player was going to be on the move. And if he was where he would go, but Aiden Quinn from orange County, did you see where he ended up signing? I did not. He is on the move. He's in the Western conference, but not staying in orange County. He is now with Phoenix. Oh, 
Well, listen, first things first. Number one, who can blame a guy for wanting to get the fuck out of Orange County? <laughs> right? No I mean, kidding. Seriously. I mean, I must have been miserable being a member of Orange County Soccer Club because fuck those guys. So number two, that sinking uh, ship of a 2020 season. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. Uh, way to hold it together there. Some clubs ascend towards the end. Some clubs descend. Anyway, Aiden Quinn, congratulations to breaking free from that. But uh, <laughs> over to, over to Phoenix. Um, that's interesting. You know, I, I mean, gosh, sometimes the rich really do just get richer. Don't they? <laughs> As not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it ideal. I was very curious. I mean, if he was going to move, I thought potentially San Diego could be on his radar. And I would imagine that San Diego was on his radar, but I would um, think so. As, I mean, his, his dad is the coach at USD. So yeah, I don't know. Um, but he ends up signing with Phoenix rising. I saw that news a little bit earlier. Um, it's a week old. It's not, it's not new, but oh, it, I I'm just, sorry, I missed it. That. So I, yeah, I want to bring it up. Um, it's, uh, we, I mean, we recorded with, Ruby last week. It wasn't exactly going to be a topic of conversation. So I uh, wanted to bring it up this week. Um, well, then let me, then, let me amend what I said to, uh, then let me just change what I said then. So uh, then belated congratulations on getting the hell out of orange County. <laughs> <laughs> and how about Phoenix rising today uh, that they have a new stadium location, some upgrades and Something. All sorts of stuff. I saw that floating around the uh, the league channels earlier today that Phoenix will have a new facility and a new stadium. I cannot wait for the day that you and I are talking about that here. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, overall, though, Darren, I think a really exciting start to the week and a very uh, just a really exciting week overall for San Diego. I like the core, the seven that came back. Um, I like that they announced them at the same time. I thought that was really cool. And the video they put together was also really, really well done. So I like that. And then to kind of kick things off right after you get the core, you, you bring in a guy like Corey, that's, it's quite the statement. So, um, hopefully the, the week continues to get even exciting and hopefully we get more news coming down. We will, we'll, we'll can learn about this roster, but we're off to a great start. For me. Absolutely. I, mean, I feel like we're, I feel like we're well ahead Jordan of where we were a year ago at this time when everything was just some sort of mad scramble. I mean, for shit's sake, I think in December of last year, they were just trying to figure out what the name of the club was even still. So we're probably, uh, I've got all those anniversaries written down here somewhere, but I mean, I think it was like November when they even announced that they were going to be playing in 2020. So yeah, man, like there's, there's uh, a lot here now, that they can deal with, uh, you know, that they can focus on without trying to figure out how in the world just to play. Let's see what I got. I wrote down these notes here. I got my little book out in front of me. Bear with me yeah. here for What one was second. the date when we were at modern times? We found out we were going to be in USL. We had the... Let's see. We had uh, November is... Uh, so we're coming up here. November of 2019 was the name and the crest reveal. Uh, okay, so that February. was downtown San Diego. Yep, that was downtown. So we just passed the that one was in year the morning. Mark. That was in the morning. It was October of 2019. Well, let's see. September of 2020, Loyal announces that it's going to play in 2020. So September of 2019. In October, so that's, we learned, the, that's the modern times night, then I think. That's the modern times night. October was when we found out Andrew Vasiliadis is the chairman. In November, it was the Good name news. and the crest revealed downtown with our mate Nate. February, mm -hmm. February Early in the morning. The kit yep. Kit reveal at stone brewing was February of 2020. So that was a pretty mm. rapidly moving timeline last year. So now like 
focus in. Okay. Where are we at roster? Let's build it. Let's get it. Yeah. What a year. Wow. They had such a big ramp up to go straight into 2020. And then what a shit show 2020 was <laughs> not for them, <laughs> and, but like for everyone, you know? Yep. And here they, they are great. signing they ro- players. They rose above and, it, but. Yep. And here they are signing players and opening up a team store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a really, really good looking team store. I'm very impressed with the look of it. Um, all right. I mean, I feel like that's, we're up to a good start. I like the, I like the announcements early on. Um, I like the fact that they can land another big name when that big name has choices, they continue to choose San Diego. I think that is a big, big deal. Um, what else is going on? What else has caught your eye in the world? Well, I think that this sort of parlays a little bit into the MLS cup upcoming this weekend, yeah. which is going to be five o'clock on Fox kickoff is like five thirty or whatever, but uh, Columbus hosting the Seattle Sounders upcoming this weekend. And I bring it up Jordan only because I sort of find myself, well, a couple of things. Number one, I don't know why, and I feel terrible about saying this because I really don't believe that Bruce Arena is a rotten human being, but I was really glad to see New England get bounced out of the Eastern Conference Finals. I just was like, come fucking on, man. We cannot have Bruce Arena. Sorry, Landon. Earmuffs. We can't have Bruce Arena here in the MLS Cup Final, can we? After he was at the helm of that nightmare in Trinidad and Tobago. No, we can't. We can't have that. I'm sorry. I don't want him to be miserable. I just don't want him to be successful. Does that make sense? I mean, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we get Columbus, we get Seattle. That's good news, I think. Yeah, no, it is good news. But what I'm saying is like, I didn't, like, I was really happy when Columbus eliminated New England. And like, I yeah. love Gustavo Bo, and he was great to watch with Tijuana. But, yeah. like, nothing against those guys. I just, like, didn't want to see Bruce Arena again. Like, I didn't want to have another fucking sit here, like, pat myself on the back because, hey, clearly, like, I can manage. You know, like, I, 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 like, I can manage. I just didn't want to hear Bruce Arena anymore. It's not schadenfreude. I don't root for him to fail. I just don't want him to win. I just don't want him <laughs> to succeed. And I'm just – I'm glad that it's Columbus and Seattle. And I, I think it makes sense in my mind. Although now you want him to take responsibility for what happened in 2018. Yeah. You know, I, I do. And, you know, I don't want it to be like, well, listen, like what yeah, do you look, look at me on the, on the great Bruce arena. I got the new England yeah. revolution of the MLS cup. You know what I mean? Like I just didn't, I didn't want to deal with that sort of shit, you know, like, and I don't even know in how many well, countries a guy like that would even get another opportunity, but Hey, here we are. Gustavo Bo definitely muddies the waters for me because that's a guy that I mean, he was with club Tijuana. Yeah. He was scoring some sexy ass goals with club Tijuana. How about so it's his, easy uh, to root for him. Yeah. How about, I mean, as a for, uh, fellow Argentine too, how about his, uh, his tribute to Diego Maradona? That was amazing. So that was spectacular. All these MLS playoffs have been great. I think we got the right two teams, Jordan. And listen, we got a, a fight potentially for a roster spot with the U S men's national team especially here in the forward position with Jossie's artists and uh, Joe Mo, Jordan Morris going at it. So I don't know, U S men's national team roster spot, potentially on the line in the MLS cup upcoming this weekend. That's right, baby. Forget all those champions league matchups with Christian Pulisic and Weston McKinney. Forget all that. Serginho Dest. We got Joe Mo and we got Jossie. In the MLS Cup 530 Fox, baby. <laughs> Tune in Saturday. 
I'm into I'm it. Gonna, yeah, baby. I mean, I can't wait. I'm super stoked for it. I can't wait for Alexi Lawless to lecture me. Oh, God. <laughs> and that lecture is going to be cut down to a nice 60-second clip for Instagram, isn't it? Yeah, t- telling me that somehow the combined rosters of these two teams could win the World Cup, and we don't need those losers who ran away to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Forget those guys. So we're getting Alexi, huh? Well, he's not on the call. I'm pretty sure he's the pregame though. Right. Isn't it? I think it's champion. I think Fox's main crew is champion. Who's really good. And, uh, Stu Holden, right. Who, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Yeah. I continue, uh, just thinking of studio shows that go Lasso show. Uh, It's growing on me. I didn't know what to think of it at first, but I really, really, um, I love it. I like it. I like it, Darren. I want more of it. I especially like it when Chelsea's involved. I like having my game on on, on its own TV, but then also getting all the different stuff on a separate screen. It's good stuff. But I, I don't like, like the I'm... fact that CBS moved everything to an app that you have to pay for. I think that's kind of bullshit. But uh, whatever. I, 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 I forgot to. I forgot to cancel it, so I'm I'm in there. I, I it's just, actually a, just, just it's so a many fees. I feel like my kitchen is going to fee me to go like eat dinner here pretty soon. Like just so many. Yeah. Sorry. I feel, yeah. I'm with you though. I mean, I got it. It's fine. It works really well. So yeah. Yeah. I'm glad they have champions league now because at first they didn't give you anything extra. Like it was just a, an opportunity to take extra money. And I didn't like, you know, but we so get Columbus, amazing. we get Seattle. <laughs> yeah. I'm good with it. I like it. Like I said, I think a lot of these games have been really good. I mean, how about Seattle? They're down two nil at home, 75th minute. And they win that game, Jordan. Oh my they win gosh. It in, they win it in stoppage time. I mean, that's, um, that's hard to believe that with 15 minutes left to go in a match that they could somehow win in stoppage time. Yeah. Um, it was a very dramatic ending. I saw a lot of Spursy references, so Poor Tottenham fans. Even when they're like really good, they got to deal with the whole Spursy thing, don't they? But Minnesota collapses. They did. They did collapse. Yeah. And and listen, I think it's also good to have Seattle in. Seattle's been one of the gold standards of this sport for quite a while. So I I dig it. I'm good with Seattle. You know, they're the defending champs. You want to be the champ. You got to beat the champ. Whatever corny phrase you want to use. And that's what Columbus has to do. And by the way, Columbus has been super successful as well. Yeah, these are two MLS winning uh well it's an mls winning manager in columbus so you know listen uh, and seattle it's a good matchup and i'll tell you some of the soccer has been really good it, it really has it's been very very good yeah it looks good on television it's fun yeah it's a fun watch there's no question about that uh, and by the way um, anything- we, uh, is is there any reason for us to, to root for columbus because we think somehow some way it's going to get Miguel Berry back in an SD loyal shirt or that they'll realize, Hey, maybe we don't need John Kempen and we can loan him back out to San Diego for a year. Is there any ulterior motive for us pulling for Columbus? If we're in fact going to pull for Columbus? I mean, if that is what's on the table right now with Columbus, then yes, that's what we're pulling for. That's what we want. If we, if it means Miguel Berry or John Kempen are coming back, that's what I'm signing up for. So go Columbus. Do you think we'll that, that matters? Kits on the, uh, do I think it matters? No, I don't. But <laughs> I don't. But if it is on the table, go for it. I like it. Yeah, I'm with you. 
Well, we'll Dan, see what happens. This weekend, also in the Prem, we get the Manchester Derby. I think uh, we must at least bring that up. Manchester United, Manchester City. It's going to be Saturday, 9.30. So congratulations to the Manchester fans who get to sleep in. Um, 9.30, which is nice. Chelsea, they don't kick off till 12. Holy cow. What is this, a La Liga match? I love it. Chelsea, <laughs> Everton at Goodison, 12 noon. Sign me up for those uh, kickoff times. Poor Villa fans and Wolves fans. Uh, they're getting the 4.30 treatment this weekend. So that's that's always a tough one. But 12 o'clock, you don't see that very often. Well, it's interesting because, you know, you gravitate towards the Premier League as you want to do. And you mm -hmm. mentioned the Manchester Derby at 9.30 on Saturday. Jordan, I also would tell you that Saturday is a pretty good soccer watching day because you also get a different derby or do you prefer Derby? Whatever. But you get a different one in Spain. You get the Madrid Derby as well with Real mm. hosting Atletico at 12 noon. Oh, well, that's going right up against Chelsea. Who's going to get the big screen in your house? Well, I will be out of town. So the big screen is going to be a, uh, excuse me, the big screen is going to be a, uh, an iPad. So, uh, and That's given Darren, my Darren, availability, fine, fine. I'll just come over. I'll use the big screen. It's fine. It's fine. Give it, give it, give it, you it. can come over if you want. All three will be up and running. But if I were at home, the big screen would definitely go to Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid what? as well. Yeah. Sorry. Who's Chelsea playing? Everton, which is like, they were good for a little bit to start the season. Oh no. Oh no, Jordan. They were not good. They were title contenders. They were. <laughs> I don't know. By the happened. way, I totally I fucked up the play by play guy for Fox. It's not uh, champion. It's John Strong. Yeah. So I just well, both of them are good. Thing. Yes, both, both of them are very good. good. John Champion's great. And strong is great. Strong is strong. No doubt about it. Yeah, remember that? Very what strong. were we doing when we were talking about Everton as a title contender? I don't know. Ninth I mean, place currently. Everton's uh, a point ahead of Palace. Does that mean that Palace is a title contender in the Prem? I think Everton needs to worry about climbing over West Ham on the table before we get back to the title, the title contender conversation. Well, that was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Uh, Tommy for Liverpool, 24, Chelsea, 22, Leicester, Leicester city, 21 points. So that's, that's your top four in England right now. Yeah. The, uh, the Manchester Derby's six set for that Derby. Uh, where is it? Where they? Uh, let me look it up. But I know it's United six on the table, uh, City seventh. It is at Old Trafford this weekend. Mm. Paul Pogba, what do we think? Go. Gone. What's the question? Gone. I don't know. Just what your thoughts this week? He's for gone. Pogba. Final his, season. his agent. How about his agent coming out the week of a Champions League match and the Manchester Derby saying, "Yeah, like he's checked out. He, he doesn't really want to be there." I feel like we hear his agent quoted more than we hear Pogba quoted. Is that fair? Uh, that is fair. I happen to think that it's probably one and the same at this point, given what we know of relationships with players and agents. I would say if it's coming from the agent, it might as well be coming from Pogba from where I sit. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. Um, I just finished my beer. So what else do we need to get to? Uh, well, congratulations, Jordan. We'll wrap it up here by talking about uh, UEFA Champions League, I suppose. By the way, Ooh, did you get an official yes, pick? Please. You got an official pick on, uh, on uh, the West Coast? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with Columbus as Zardes scores 
six goals in the final, <laughs> prompting Columbus crew to instantly put out a statement on Twitter that Miguel Berry will be back on loan in San Diego. Your thoughts? That's, that's my striker, and I mean that in more <laughs> ways than one. That's my striker, no doubt. And it'll be a clean sheet as well for whoever Columbus's keeper is, which means Correct. that they're going to send Kempen back at the same time. Yes, no need. San Diego can use them once again. We will happily do so. I'm Absolutely. sure they want to be with Columbus. We want, I mean, we want what's best for the players. We also want what's best for San Diego loyal. So listen, we're told. Yeah, we got that right. Here are your winners in champions league. Here are your group stage winners, Bayern Munich, the defending champs, Real Madrid, Manchester city, Liverpool, Chelsea, Jordan. How about what? that? Winners of group E Chelsea football club, Borussia Dortmund. That's right. Juventus and Paris Saint-Germain. Those are your winners, your runners-up. Atletico Madrid, Borussia Mönchengladbach, Porto, Atalanta, Sevilla, Lazio, Barca, and RP Leipzig. Hey, um, I sent you a message about Champions League, about all these Prem teams being top of the table and how great Prem was doing. And then Manchester United went and screwed everything up. (laughs) What happened there? They were top of Group H. Now they're not even getting out of Group H. I don't know what happened with you now, um, but I was very proud of the Prem because for a long time, I believe for weeks in Champions League, if you were a Prem team in Champions League, you were top of your table. And it still finished that way unless your name is Manchester United, who did not even qualify out of group stages. So Liverpool wins Group D. Chelsea wins Group E. City wins Group and United, the only other Prem club, Group H. Third, third, losers. Three losses, three wins, no draws. Not a single draw for anyone in that group. That's weird. Okay, anyway. What would you, uh, what would you, what would you think is better, having three group winners like the Premier League did or having all four of your teams advance, even only if one of them won the group like Real Madrid? Like, who do you think – is happier today, the executives of the Premier League or the executives of La Liga? Oh, the Prem. Yeah. La Liga, are you kidding me? Madrid, Barca are both down. La Liga executives are, this is a nightmare for them. Um, Bundesliga. But you, but you get four out of four. Got to be though. pretty happy. But I'm saying like, I, I'm no, not I get it. About, yeah, 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 you yeah. get four out of four and it's still, now we go into a, like a yeah. deep, Yeah, you got a bunch of paper dragons March, coming through. But, we got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, uh, there's at least one paper da- dragon in that group. No doubt. <laughs> um, but shout out to the Bundesliga. Bundesliga did very, very well. So compliments, yeah. kudos to them. No yeah, Bundesliga report. Also. Yeah. I need to hit up Tim's hit up oh, our guy. Awesome. It was really speaks. what a historic couple of days though in the champions league. I mean, at one point over last weekend, Jordan, we had three Americans score in three different leagues and then had all of the Americans, I think it was like eight, nine Americans that played this week in Champions League, including Zach Steffen, who started in goal for Manchester City. How exciting was that? Weston McKenney scored the goal of the freaking week. Unreal mm. what he was able to do. Completely, I mean, just amazing marking from Barca. I mean, man, I mean, to do it in the face of such great defending really <laughs> speaks volumes of Weston McKenney. But that said, like, what a great week it was. I'm so energized by the U.S. men's national team, too. I'm all fired up here today. I mean, we watched the MLS players go ahead and take down El Salvador. We saw our guy Paul Ariola return from ACL surgery last February yes. to score Love 17 that. minutes in. 
Love that for Paul Ariola, modern day high school here in San Diego. Terrific kid. He's had a difficult year with an injury, lost his dad. So I couldn't be more excited, but man, like now watching our European players play and now these MLS cats, they know that they got, you know, you got to pick your game up around here, man. Like, you know, just being a good MLS player isn't going to get you much time on this squad. So yeah, man, good times. Can't wait. And that was the final match that we saw for the men's national team a six, nothing teardown of El Salvador. Not that that's the highest level of competition, but what a week in the champions league as well. And to have Gio Reyna, Dest, who will be around at least for two more matches, to have Pulisic, to you know, have Zach Steffen there with Manchester City. You know, this is like, this is really, uh, these, are, these are quickly becoming the salad days of the U.S. men's national team. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's really exciting. We get good stuff in uh, the MLS Cup. We're getting good stuff in Champions League. We're getting good stuff in Bundesliga, in La Liga, in the Prem. It's everywhere, baby. It's everywhere. So that's always it is. I like that. It is. I can't wait for the draw. What do you think? Are we going to get paired up? Is it going to be Barca Chelsea? I'm 100% convinced that once again, it's going to be Chelsea against Barcelona. Um, This happens all the time. For those who are new to the podcast, maybe San Diego loyal supporters who are just catching on to the podcast. Um, this is something that has happened for years between Darren and I, this goes, this goes way back. We have been back, dealing with Chelsea, Barcelona and champions league and mostly Barcelona beating Chelsea. Cause unfortunately this podcast was not going on back in the Fernando Torres days of Chelsea, Barcelona. Um, That's I've been having to deal. Is that not true? Did I not? That is true. We... we were, we were brought, we were doing a show when Torres, uh, when oh, El Nino good. scored that goal, we were doing a good. show live. That makes that me day happy. When Torres, and we scored weren't that doing goal. one when Iniesta scored that one at the bridge. Cause that was a heartbreaker. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever haters. I think I was like I... in high school for that one though. There's no <laughs> way we were doing a podcast for that. <laughs> I no. promise you we didn't. There, there was day. no podcast back then. <laughs> Nobody even knew what a no. podcast was. No, no. I'm convinced it's going to be Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, Barcelona once again. Well, listen, I, I legitimately think you can make a case that Barca might be the worst of the 16 teams remaining here in the knockout phase. We'll find out the matchups coming up on Monday, but I'm with you. I won't be surprised at all if it's Barca, Chelsea again, and then we'll see when does this start? This starts in a couple of months, right? This isn't back picking back up until what February. Oh, do we have to wait that long? uh 16 17 23 and 24 february yep oh so this is the long break yeah yeah right out of group stages that makes sense well it's unfortunate but it makes sense you know and you get a champ you get a transfer window a barca hopefully will have a a club president by then who could fire ronald kuman and maybe that will help things here. What was Ronald Koeman thinking, leaving the Dutch national team for this disaster? Good God, man. What an epic mistake that was for him. Anyway, uh, they can't fire him because they don't have a club president, which they will have in January, and maybe the January transfer window, even though they're hemorrhaging money. Maybe they'll end up with uh, sending Leo Messi to Manchester City in January. Who knows? I don't, Stay tuned. I don't know why you keep doing that. You need to start sending the Messi to PSG um rumors into the atmosphere that's what we need messy yeah. psg we don't need him in the prem playing for man city please uh we I, we don't need to start those rumors neymar started those rumors he flat out said it during the week during a press conference he's like oh Messi and i are definitely playing together no doubt i was like oh okay well hopefully it's in paris because i don't need both of them going to Manchester city that's the last thing i need yeah 
Well, um, there's a little tiny piece of me that's like, oh, maybe Neymar's coming back. And then, you know, that's not happening. <laughs> but yeah, boy can dream, can he? Yeah, don't do that to yourself. Don't don't imagine seeing Neymar <laughs> at Barcelona because you're going to be left with neither. I know. God almighty. I mean, in a weird way, I'm sort of excited to see like how many of the Barca bandwagon supporters jump off the, the bus, but we'll get there at some point. You know, it's not like I've ever known Barcelona. It'll without be different. Messi. It's not like I've ever known Barca without Messi. So, you know, that's going to be something different for everybody who's become a yeah. fan of this club over the last 15 years. Right. Different for the club. It's going to be different for supporters as well. Yep. Well, Jordan, we're, we're on an hour now on this podcast. Yes. 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 I am uh, in need of a refill. And I'm getting text messages from Nate Abarea. What's he saying? He's sending me pictures of his, I swear I, this is unprompted, but he's sending me pictures of his three punk ales delivery. How good is it? <laughs> he's wearing a Celtic football club shirt and he's uh, picking up beer from somebody who's dropping it off in a milk carton. Yeah. That's our boy. That's our boy, Steve. Did he send yeah. you the pictures of the shirt that he got? Yes, I'm looking at it now. It's fantastic. There's a story that goes with that shirt. Ask Nate about it. He'll tell you all about it. Um, Darren, I'll refill my beer. It is, uh, it is bath night here in the Carruth household, so Luca's getting his bath. It's a huge night for us here. Oh, Luca's getting a bath. Okay, sorry. I thought this was going in a different direction. Luca, very, yeah, no, Luca getting a bath. Um, so I thought maybe it big was, night for know, us. Bath for dad. No, don't happen. It is a Thursday, so I'm just looking for sleep, my man. My uh, Luca has decided that sleep's not a huge thing anymore. So wish me luck. Mm. Well, that'll come in handy when you get a four thirty match that you really want to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be nice. He'll be ready. He's been my <laughs> cup of coffee lately. Hey, uh, thank you again, San Diego Loyal, and uh, appreciate your generosity. And anybody who's listening yeah. to this podcast, you know, I know that our guy Drew from the locals. Uh, had reached out to me about the fundraiser. So I'm sure he's not the only one. So it's not just loyal. It's everybody who helped contribute. Thank you. If you live here locally and you took part in that and Jordan, we'll do the podcast again next week. Have a great soccer weekend, man. There is it just loaded the schedule. So can't wait. Yeah. Enjoy the derbies this weekend and hopefully next week, potentially, potentially, uh, who knows? Maybe we'll talk with Corey. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. So, um, enjoy the weekend. Good luck in La Liga. Wish me luck against Everton in that 12 o'clock match. And I'll chat with you next week. Peace.